everybody. Welcome to the FK Podcast. This is the the imposter. Oh, fucked up. Okay. <laughs> let's just go with it it off of that yeah uh so this is an sk fantasy football podcast clearly um joined by the imposter i don't know what what mayburn was going there for but i'm the s steven joined by the k howard howard how you doing tonight doing great you know we're sitting here with the imposter (laughs) You know, he's, he's going to give us some fantasy takes. Are they real? Or are they fake? You don't know. Hey, let's be clear. That, that wasn't planned at all. That, that, you literally came up with that. That was off the cuff, and I'm afraid it's going to stick. <laughs> that might be my favorite entrance that we've ever had. Um. I don't even know where to start. Okay, well, a lot's happened since the last episode we did. It feels like this NFL offseason, I don't know about y'all, has been like the craziest that I can remember. It might be recency bias, but like oh, yeah. it just feels like there's trades mixed in with the signings, with surprise signings, surprise trades, surprise let goes, and then even just the, the coaching carousel has been kind of nuts. Um Shoot, I mean, I guess we can talk about the the biggest quarterback signing, and that's Carson Wentz to the football team. Um, You mean the comments? I think that's what we should lead off with. I think we should go through some of these signings and say, you know, are they imposters? Like, are these quarterbacks really like the guy? (laughs) Or, you know. Or, like, they're real. You know, they're the original SK, or they're an imposter. And, you know, they'll be gone in six weeks. I think that's, that's – that's, I like that. That's how we – All right. We'll, we'll start off with the first uh, signing here on my list. Um, the Buccaneers got a new quarterback, Tom Brady. Uh, they uh, This guy's been retired for so long, and they pulled him back out of retirement. Imposter or not? Uh, I mean, if you have enough power to get your coach to retire – in the middle of March. I mean, I don't think you're an imposter. I, I, the fact that he was able to do that, like put the rings aside, put the getting out of New England, get in the trade Jimmy G. This might be the best power play by Tom Brady that I have ever seen is getting so you, think he, you think he's got beef with time. the Arians? You think that's what happened? Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I don't see it. How, how, how else this happens? I mean, yeah. He retires and then doesn't retire or whatever. I mean, it's – and then, I mean, I'm not well, going to say I have any sources. Smoke. Yeah, I mean, but there was some sources that were saying, you know, Brady really didn't want to play with Arians. And Arians wasn't very, like, open about Brady retiring. It was kind of like a – we got Brandley Gilbert type thing. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know how this affects fantasy. I mean – Godwin's hurt. I do like how they when they picked up Russell Gage. I think that's a sneaky signing. But Mike Evans, wide receiver one, coming season. Yeah. What about uh, they got Russell Gage, which I thought doesn't really move the meter for me uh, much. But it it is an interesting. I guess it kind of silences like if you were holding on to Tyler Johnson, maybe or uh, you know anybody yeah, yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like it. I like the Russell Gage signing. I thought he's – I think he's plenty talented. And you throw him in there with Gardner and Evans, it's hard to find three wide receivers better than that group. 
I mean, we'll see what Todd Bowles does. Hopefully the offense stays fairly similar because you knew what kind of output you were going to get from them. I mean, you draft Mike Evans, you get a thousand yards every season. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they kept the uh, yeah Fournette returns. They got Fournette on a you know three year twenty one million deal. Uh, they improved. I don't know. They improved. They lost some offensive linemen, but they also have made some additions. I imagine that's where they kind of go in the draft. Is keep on hitting that offensive line, and the defense was pretty solid. So, I'd say the, the Bucks are not imposters. Tom Brady. Next to uh, hot take. Next to line. I don't know. I don't measure it a hot take. Uh, I measure it very lukewarm. Um, next up, the Atlanta Falcons uh, traded Matt Ryan and signed Marcus Mariota um, in what feels like the most Madden move that I've ever seen an NFL team make. Like, if this is Madden, I, you know, and one of our friends with the Falcons would be like, okay, I get what he's doing. But for the NFL, I don't get what the Falcons are doing. I guess you're – there has to be a plan here, right? Like they're going to draft somebody in Marietta Bridges, or do you think that they're going all in? Or do you think that he's bridging already for Felipe Franks? Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> that, that's a hard one. I would say that this is a imposter. As much as I want Marcus Mariota to be a thing for my dynasty. Yeah, sure. This, this is not – I'm not hating on Mariota. Like, I, I think he is a – I think he is a bridge. I think I don't know if it's this draft or next draft, but I would imagine that they got so many holes that they kind of just do run with Mariota this year and, you know, filling the receivers, filling the offensive linemen, defensive line, all the other stuff that they need in the first few rounds of the draft. But uh, I think it's a sneaky place for Brees Hall to land. Uh, They did re-sign Cordell Patterson, so I don't know how that lines up with your fantasy if you throw into him, but yeah, I'm going to say that the Falcons are imposters. I don't, I don't even think Mariota could be considered a bridge. I I think he's an inflatable raft and it's not going to make it very far, but I also think the Falcons are okay with that. I think they're okay with trying to get the first round, like the first overall pick in 2023 and and taking a quarterback there. They're pick eight right now this year. I, None of these quarterbacks really move the needle for me a ton, and especially in Atlanta where you're going to need somebody to come in and kind of buoy the ship and and make everybody else around you better. There's not a lot of great pieces there. There's a lot up in the air with Calvin Ridley, and and you you like Kyle Pitts, but from an offensive standpoint, that offensive line's been in decline for a while. I mean, Cordell Patterson, I mean, he he looked great last year, but do you expect the same from him this year? There's not a lot of pieces you love putting a rookie quarterback into that situation where you're, you're talking about a Sam Howell or a Kenny Pickett, do, do you really think they're going to have much success in that offense? I, I think they'll skip quarterback this year in the draft and just try to suck. And get so, Bryce Young, maybe C.J. Stroud the next year. Um, some, yeah. I guess Radler if he decides to be something in South Carolina. Um, uh, big thing for the Falcons, though. <laughs> big thing for the Falcons, they held on to Mike Davis. Um, so they've got the running back position on lock for at least another uh, few weeks. Uh, yeah, that's, that's really. <laughs> uh, let's talk about let's the Matt go. Ryan part. Yeah, the lead into the Matt Ryan trade to the Indianapolis Colts, who are now on QB six in six years since Andrew Luck's um, 
whatever you want to call it. His, I mean, it's straight up retirement, but it, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it feels like an epidemic. Like it feels like it should have a moment in time though, you know, kind of like uh, what is the snap called in the Marvel universe? It's like the, uh, like pivotal uh, intersection. I don't know. Oh man, this is really uh, my nerd score is dropping. But yeah, the the the, pe- the common people in the Marvel universe have a like common phrase to refer to uh, the you know when the people uh, disappeared versus when they came back. Um, anyways, the, the Andrew Luck thing that was wild. Matt Ryan at the Colts. It feels like the same thing they've done. Like Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Philip Rivers, like all mid tier quarterbacks that your team can win with. And I guess if you have a good defense and good rest of the stuff, it should win with. Uh, but if you can't beat the Jacksonville Jaguars in the last game of the season to make the playoffs, uh, it's going to be more of the same. Yeah, I'll take I mean, this one. I, oh, sorry. Yeah, you go ahead. You're a Matt Ryan guy. So. I will take this one. I, I think you will see the Colts be an 11 win team this season. I, I think they will run away with that division. I think Tennessee will run away with the division. I think Tennessee will compete. That's not hard to do. You, I think the division's poor. It's it's pretty poor. It's the worst division of the th- Yeah, there's but the Colts are a good football team. They are a good football team. They play well on both sides of the ball. You throw Matt Ryan in there, and if you can get two good seasons with Matt Ryan, all you're asking for is to get hot in the postseason and, and you can make some things happen. I'm I'm a big fan. I think this is great. He's got a great running game, a good offensive line. I like Michael Pittman. I'm a Michael Pittman stand. I, I really think the Colts are going to be pretty good this year. I, I think you feel very comfortable taking Matt Ryan as a flyer at the end of your draft to, you know, if, if he's your second quarterback, I think you'll be, be more Matt Ryan. <laughs> you'll just be Matt Ryan again. Uh, you know, he'll have QB one weeks. Yeah. I, and he'll never have I a tear. I guess it. For your draft capital, you won't be upset taking him. Right. Right, because, well, I mean, yeah, anything past, like, round 10 is, like, they're not meant to, to be on your team past week two. Uh, yeah. So, if you get anything out of them, then they're worth something. That, yeah, I, I I agree with everything Mayron said. I mean, I, I, I'm i probably less – I'm not as high on maybe Matt Ryan as you guys, but I do think it helps the weapons more around him. You know, uh, Taylor, I mean, Taylor's already a beast, but, you know, Taylor and Hines and, you know, uh, Pittman. And then, you know, I could totally see them in the second round going and get like a Sky Moore or somebody. And, you know, it really just boosting that entire offense as a whole. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I like the signing. Maybe I'm, I'm not as high as for Ryan in fantasy, but I can definitely see the other weapons being very useful because of his the trading. I mean, I think Matt Ryan's in a weird place, like, just in the NFL. Like, that's a dude that won the MVP and was dangerously close to having a Super Bowl. But for some reason, like, him and Matt Stafford aren't in the same category. And that's even before this Stafford won the Super Bowl. It feels weird. Like, Matt Ryan can do everything that Matt Stafford can besides have a wide receiver one, go for 2,000 yards and yeah. 15 touchdowns. I think part of the problem is is Matt Stafford is always on the lines, and the lines are always viewed as being a pretty pitiful franchise. The Falcons have always been seen as being a – I mean, the NFC South for a while was extremely competitive. All those teams were pretty good. But you, you don't give Matt Ryan the credit for the fact that the last three years that team has been awful. 
Yeah, I guess I guess Matt Ryan had the Vic shadow when Stafford had the nobody shadow. Yeah. <laughs> Stafford gave the Lions more promise than they ever had. Um, I, I mean, Matt Ryan. I mean, saved the Falcons. We. I mean, we can't forget yeah, that. I no. mean, Michael Vick was, you know, had his little incident, and then there for a year, I don't even remember who they were starting. It was a revolving door, and Matt Ryan that came in there and you know took them to the Super Bowl and had them competitive. So. I think it's kind of – they did kind of Matt Ryan wrong in the way they went about this, to be honest. If I was a Falcon fan, I'd be kind of pissed. You know, you lose basically Julio and Matt Ryan just not very graciously as a as a fan base. So The franchise is doomed when they lost that Super Bowl. Um, just the way it did, it felt like that was it. <laughs> I mean, you think about it, they win that Super Bowl, hold on. I mean – Deshaun Watson might still be a Texan. I mean, like, we don't know what could happen. The course of history would change. I don't know. I mean, Putin might have been fine staying in Russia. That's for all we know. Like, the chain of events is unreal after that moment, that comeback. Um, hey, we got like breaking Haram. news. We got, oh, breaking. we got breaking news. In 2023, F1 will be hosting a race in Las Vegas. Oh. Would that, be the third, would that be the third U.S. Grand Prix, or will it replace that would, Miami? That would, no, that would be the third one. This is F1 is an American sport now. Take over. <laughs> I've actually American downloaded F1 on the PlayStation right now. Uh, I'm all about it. Um, uh, Team Leclerc, though. Uh, next, uh, let's, uh, let's talk about – the Steelers, uh, we'll get into that division's two big quarterback moves, three quarterbacks involved, though. Mitchell Trubisky to the Steelers. Is this the guy, or are we just still kind of on pause, see what they do in draft? The contract doesn't scream to me, our guy. It screams to me, we have security if if all else fails. Imposter. Imposter. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it might be the easiest one. I feel I bad for Deontay early. Johnson. I feel bad for Deontay Johnson. And Chase Claypool. I, I don't I mean, know I th- what to expect. I, th- I think they go get Pickett or Willis. Or, or they're going to draft somebody. They they, they don't keep like the right move. They don't keep they don't keep secrets very well when it comes to draft. Everybody in the mom knew that they were drafting Najee Harris, and everybody in the mom knows they're about to draft a quarterback. I, I think I think yeah. Trubisky is just a guy, a bridge guy, you know, kind of like the Andy Dalton or somebody like that that you bring in and see what happens, but. I, I, well, I and Trubisky's not crapping on him. He could compete. Like you, whoever you draft, that is yeah, I mean, two guys that you have in camp that are able-bodied and can push each other. And I mean, yeah, you never know. Trubisky might win out. But I, I agree with everything you're saying, though. That this is not. This was not a. Oh, we got our guy. No, we got a guy. Yeah. I think I think yeah. them signing Trubisky screams they don't like anybody in this draft, which has kind of been the consensus. In oh. Like them enough, or you don't think they're taking anybody? I don't know if they're going to take a quarterback in this draft. I mean, if, if you're looking, you sign Mr. Bisky, which of these quarterbacks do you like more? Their body of work from college and what, what you think their upside is. How many of, how many quarterbacks are there in that group you think are clear-cut better than Mr. Bisky, who has, what, five years of NFL experience now? I think clear-cut, maybe not so much, but like with the promise of having a rookie quarterback on a five-year deal – with the potential versus what where Trubisky's at in his career, I'd take a lot of them over Trubisky so? in that sense. 
in that sense. Uh, but like like straight up head to head this year, that's what I'm saying. That like whoever they draft, he will easily compete with them in camp, and it won't be clear who will start week one. But like long term, I, I don't think I don't think it'd be a wrong decision to draft a quarterback and just take a shot at it. I mean, the rest yeah, of your team's think, there and ready. Yeah. I think it would be two best. years, fourteen million dollar deal. That that screams to me. He's on a it's a team friendly deal. Like that's what you're I think Kyle Orton had a bigger back. contract at one point. That's what I'm saying. Like it's that's I mean that's that's team friendly. That's exactly who you want to come in. I I, I think they brought him in because like you said, they're trying to have a veteran. They're trying to have if they end up not getting one of these quarterbacks, not liking any of these quarterbacks by the time they draft. But I also think for the Steelers, you gotta look at it, they're not gonna be a top ten team, you know, in a in a draft. You know what I mean? I think so they could be. Th- uh, they got too they're many. In a, they're, in a, they're in a very good division. Big Ben. They could easily was, go one and five in that They division. made playoffs with Big Ben. Let's just say Trubisky is is fine. Like, they're still going to make playoffs. That's the that's the problem with them is they're loaded everywhere else. And I think this would be the only draft that they would actually be able to, you know, not have to give up three first rounds to go get the quarterback. You know, I could easily see them, you know, they have pick 20. Let's say they just stay there and pick Pickens, or, you know, maybe they are in love with Willis and jump uh, Carolina to pick five. I don't think they would have to give up multiple first round picks in this draft. I think they could easily give up a couple seconds in their first and, yeah. you know, still have that, the draft capital next year. That's a fair point. I mean, that's true. I really don't think it would require much to go and get one. I mean, they could stay put and probably get the third, maybe even the second or third quarterback in this draft at pick 20. But that still puts you with the fourth best quarterback in your division. Is and is that truly how you want to spend a first round draft pick? Well, I mean, I don't I don't think they should have drafted Najee, but I mean I think like Khaled said, they're not good at keeping it keeping it in house. So I think we'll know closer to the day. I think it'll come out pretty clear what they're intending to do. I agree. Anything else anybody want to add to that one? No. I think we spent I don't too like much time on this. I don't like Mitch Trubisky. So. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't about? like any of this, too. You just played the case for right. for 20 minutes. Devil's let's advocate. Get, let's, <laughs> let's, uh, let's get to the, the, big, uh, the big one. Deshaun Watson to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, everything that you can think about Deshaun as a person, whatever, outside of that, um, let's just talk about the fantasy part of it that, you know, it is a big move for fantasy. It's a big move for the NFL. Um, and I think like when it comes to suspensions, like if he does get suspended, whatever, I think we can all agree he will play some games this year, at least. Um, last season he played, the Texans had 4,500 passing yards and 33 passing touchdowns. Um, so to me, that screams Amari Cooper is going to get 3,000 yards in the air um, and probably about 22 of those touchdowns. Uh, it's completely unbiased and not dynasty related at all. But what about y'all? Um, you think Cooper's in the 30 touchdown range, 20? I'll count down. Y'all tell me when to stop. 20, 15, you, you 14, 17. 17. How many 17, games is he 17. playing? How many games is he actually uh, playing? Cooper, Cooper's <laughs> playing probably 16. Um, Cooper's probably playing 16. When it when it Deshaun. comes to when it comes to what they did, I mean they did an excellent job. They got Watson, they gave up, they got Cooper for free, basically. Uh I don't know. I mean, you, you just kinda have to wait. They signed Jacoby Brissett, Brissett 
So, I mean, I'm imagining they are planning for him to sit games. They did his whole contract in preparation for him to be suspended. So, yeah, I think it's just going to come down to how many games. Is it, is it six? Is it eight? Is it ten? So, I don't know. Uh, it, redraft, it's kind of hard to draft a quarterback that's suspended, in my opinion. So, it only kind of takes him off the draft board, but it, it's not bad for Yeah, Dynasty. you couldn't take him any, any sooner than, like, the like the double-digit rounds, right? Like, yeah. someone will. I probably won't be me, but someone will just to stash him on the bench. There's If you're in a 12-team redraft league, there's just there's too many high-end quarterbacks for you to worry about stashing Deshaun Watson if he's right. sitting for six weeks. It's just tough. And is he really going to come back – and immediately return to top five quarterback status after everything that's happened and missing all those games of football I, and being on the Browns that aren't past crazy. Uh, they haven't proven it yet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, that, that's the hard part. And so then the, also you got to put those weapons in perspective. Like Cooper, I mean, he's probably uh, just off the top of my head, you know, he's probably a top 20 drafted receiver this year with wide receiver one upside whenever, you know, Watson is there. But, again, you don't know when that's going to be. It might be too late in your season. Yeah. And, you know, they're going to be with Nick Chubb. There's nothing really wrong with Nick Chubb. Uh, Cream Hunt, you know, he's top 24 back just because of that offense. So, uh, it's just kind of you got to wait and see for what the suspension is for Watson. And how this to value my, that. This is my first hot take of the night. Okay. The Browns are going to sign Will Fuller. They're, they're going to let Jarvis Landry go. They're not going to re-sign him. They're going to sign Will Fuller. Weeks 11 through 15 of the fantasy season, Will Fuller, wide receiver one. Overall, I don't know. Like Are the Browns 12. a big charity franchise? Like, do they 12. donate a lot to charity? Because when you when you sign Will Fuller, you're just sending money to some guy's house, and you're not really getting much out of him. Like, he doesn't play football. <laughs> you heard it here first. The last year Will Fuller was healthy, when he played for the Texans, weeks 11 through 16, he outscored Tyler Lockett. And that's when Tyler Lockett was getting 50 burgers. Trust me, I'm telling you, Will Fuller, Deshaun Watson on the Browns. You've got to play against the run game. You've got to defend Nick Chubb. You've got to defend the Joku. Will Fuller is going to eat in that offense. Trust me. I mean, I don't hate it, but uh, no, I, I think the signing actually makes a lot of sense. We just need yeah. the Browns to sign him first, otherwise, none of this makes sense. <laughs> I mean, it's but like think about could... the signing, like give Watson somebody's comfortable with. He's also being rumored to the Packers, and I don't hate that either. I hate that. That's gross. I I like Aaron Rodgers, and I like Will Fuller, and I think it'd be a very good time. Like, if those two end up in a hot tub together, it'd be a very attractive hot tub. Yeah, I guess. I don't know <laughs> what to take of that. Alan, any last comments before we go to uh, the last two quarterback? Uh, oh, no, there's three. I'm sorry. Um, with disrespect to Jameis. I'm sorry, Mayburn. I didn't have Jameis <laughs> on my list for a second. Uh, we'll go. Okay, we'll go. Carson Wentz, the Washington Commanders. Um, uh, so the commies picked up Carson Wentz. Uh, Carson Wentz yet again somehow uh, drawing trade value even after losing to the Jaguars um, to make playoffs. Uh, I guess he's an upgrade over Heineke. 
just in potential. Uh, it's a guy that, you know, could have won MVP that, that year that the Eagles won the Super Bowl um, had he not gotten hurt. Uh, I don't know. If, if Carson Wentz plays a full year, I think this is better for Ter- this would be the best year for Terry McLaurin uh, that he's had. I think that is fair to say, right? I agree. And then yeah. Jonathan Taylor didn't do too bad with Carson Wentz, so Antonio Gibson, you know, yeah. fair to say he has maybe his best year. Yeah, I mean, the way I'm looking at it though is I think the Commanders are also going to draft a quarterback. I, I just – I don't see – I mean, they didn't give up any. They gave up two-thirds. So, I, I think they see, okay, we got Wentz. He's kind of a bridge guy. And, you know, if we they got picked 11, I think, you know, that's right there in the Willis range. So, I mean, I could definitely see them, you know, drafting a quarterback, Wentz starting the year, Willis sits the year. Uh, uh I don't think they're they're sold on Wentz. I think it was just kind of like the Colts called him and said, "Hey, you need a quarterback." Said, "Yeah, we'll give him two thirds," and that was it. Like, what, well, I mean, yeah, the better, locker room better than what they had, and it's security at the position yeah. for Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, the locker room seems every locker room that he leaves seems to hate him. So I I don't know how much longer he has to kind of play these cards. How many starting opportunities he's going to get before it's long. Yep. Mayburn, any notes on the 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 red red Jesus? I I don't know if I necessarily like it for Antonio Gibson. I, Jonathan Taylor is a special talent. Like I said earlier, I think the Colts were a good football team. That defense kept them in a lot of games, and they weren't having to throw from behind. Um, the offensive line is above average for the Colts, I, so I think Jonathan Taylor was in a pretty good position, regardless of who the quarterback was. So you, you move Carson Wentz and. I think Antonio Gibson will still be fine. I think he's still going to have RB1 upside. I just don't know if I necessarily rate Carson Wentz as a positive for him. I, I don't know. I guess yeah, it's just kind of the same. Year, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. So, so Washington was the 12th best rushing offense last year. I can't imagine that Wentz makes them a top 10 rushing offense. Um, yeah. And then passing-wise, they were 21st in yards, 22nd in touchdowns. Uh, minimal improvements, I think, there, maybe to, like, 16, 17 range. I think Wentz could easily get you there, uh, but not top 10. I mean, marginal increase for Terry McLaurin just for having a consistent guy. Um, it, that's, that's saying that, you know, on the hypothetical that Wentz stays healthy, I agree with you all. Maybe Gibson is just a, a neutral. Yeah, I, I, think I can see about the upside. I can see them going quarterback receiver there in the first round too. That's kind of right there in the receiver range if they went. Yeah, yeah, they, got, they need somebody else because like, I, yeah. God dang, when they roll out Cam Sims and then <laughs> uh, and then just they're rolling out all these dudes that it's it's weird. It's like you never know. I, I don't know. I think I struggle because sometimes I try to look for value there. <laughs> Who's going to be that second guy? And it always <laughs> fucking burns me. Yeah, um, I mean it's it's kind of just a black hole. Yeah, wide receiver twos. Yeah, but they're in a good spot at eleven. They they could get a very good wide receiver there. Yeah, you, you I mean, is Diami Diami Brown? Does he actually step up and and do something, or is he just you know, dead? We haven't given out? we haven't given up. We haven't given up. You know, there's still a chance. You might you might as well cut him. Send him to Stephen for three hundred three. And I, I don't have any. I don't even have him in any of my fantasy teams. I'm just saying that, like you know, 
the hope. Who's more disappointing out of that 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 scenario? Is it Terrace Marshall or Diana? Oh God. Oh, Terrace Marshall, because yeah. I mean, Terrace Marshall was like the guy. We were all like, I've gassed up the train. Five rookie wide so receiver good. that did nothing. I mean, I, I'm not even more sure of anything in my life that Terrace Marshall wasn't going to be a stud. So, and there was a I moment mean, in preseason where he had a couple of plays, and people and Jamar Chase was dropping balls, and people were like, Terrace Marshall is going to be the best rookie. I mean, the 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 flip on that is so nuts. Like that just shows you like pre preseason. I don't want to hear a single fucking fantasy take that comes out of preseason because that yeah, right there, the Terrace Marshall, Jamar Chase flip is astronomically fucking nuts. There was a moment in time and I, this is deep, deep down. So this is, I, I'm hoping no one listens to this. There was a moment in time and you know, it was probably around that preseason where I did question if Terrence Marshall was going to be better than Jamar Chase. I, I did. It, it was deep down in the soul of non-existence that I was thinking maybe Marshall's better than Chase, you know, like, I mean, you're not alone in that. People were nope. saying that because I mean, it's just. As, as a guy who drafted Jamar Chase in our dynasty draft, as a guy who sleeps with a Jamar Chase rookie card on his nightstand every night, I was very afraid <laughs> for a good two weeks. Preseason was nuts. Now listen to him do interviews about how the college ball has a stripe and is different, and I'm like, maybe there's something here. Maybe he can't catch. Two weeks where I was very concerned. It's the craziest like thing I can think of. Like preseason to regular season, how big of a difference there was just in vibe checks. I, I don't think we'll ever see anything like that between Terrace Marshall and Jamar Chase, and just that at one point. I mean, now Jamar Chase is like people are like Hall of Fame, but literally preseason people were already demanding he be called a bust. People were saying like people were saying that he's a bust, and they're like, "You idiots! You should have drafted O line." I mean, it's it's wild. Okay, enough of the Wentz, all that. Russell Wilson, Denver Broncos. There's a lot going on here, fantasy wise. Um, let's start here. I want to ask both of you: Is Russell Wilson? So he kind of gets drafted in the five, six, seven range. Sometimes is that you still you think that still applies in redraft? You still see that happening? Not would you, but like, can you see that being his ADP? I believe so. I think so. I think in, in typical leagues where you're going to see Mahomes and Allen probably go in the top four rounds, Lamar go in the top four. I think. I think Russell Wilson falls into the bottom half of that tier two with like a Kyler. And I'd rather have Kyler. Oh, well, that's I what I'm saying. I close. think Russell Wilson's behind Kyler. I think that's what I'm saying. I think he's a bottom tier, like tier two level quarterback. So probably like the sixth or seventh quarterback taken. I think, yeah. I think the hype, just him being on the Broncos with the receivers they have, I think there could be some people that push that ADP up, taking him in the fifth round. Just because it's like, oh, Russell on the Broncos, he's going to go crazy. He's but got are, Javante are the receivers better? I don't, I don't think the receivers no, are better. No, they're not. They're I don't think so. But I, I feel like I, there's there's that that hype, though, that people are like, oh, these receivers are so good if they finally just get a quarterback that they may not actually think. You know, yeah. these guys actually don't compare to DK Tyler, like if you actually break it down. Yeah, I don't see this as necessarily an upgrade for Russell Wilson. I see it as an upgrade for Portland Southern and Jerry Judy. Yeah, yeah. but. But Russell Wilson, this feels 
pretty much like a lateral move. I mean, I don't know if they're going to call the games differently for him and, and let him basically run the offense he wants to instead of him and Pete Carroll, you know, bashing heads. But Russell Wilson is still I, very good at football. I mean, I, this it's hard for me because after last year, I was like, I'm done with Russell Wilson. Like, I'm tired of this, you know. <laughs> He has, four great, he has four great games, and then you ride him the rest of the year, and he's terrible. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I'm done with this. I never want to touch him again. Like, it, you know, QB7, He, I mean, he's like QB14, if you know. But then I got sucked in. He got traded. I watched the stupid Pro Bowl competition <laughs> where he just destroyed everybody. Yes. God, and it's so like, that does not make sense. He's so and, fucking accurate at that competition. And it's like, golly, like I'm, but I, I'm not gonna adapt him. I, I can't. I just can't do it again. I think he's he's not gonna. His biggest thing for fantasy was always, you know, he give you that thirty yard rushing ability, that just floor. He hasn't done that in the last year or so. I mean, yeah. I, I think I'm just out of my fantasy. I think he's gonna help those weapons, Judy Sutton, uh, Albert O. Oh my God. I, I'm going to draft so much Albert O in tight end leagues. I mean, that's probably my guy. So, I mean, but, no, I'm just I'm, – I'm, I'm out on him as a fantasy player, as a fantasy asset. Like, I just don't want any part of it. Yeah, I like the rushing note just to add is that, like, he has not, you know, gotten near that, that season he had. Uh, like, I think it was his uh, his third season where he had 800 rushing yards and six touchdowns. Like, he – last year was 183. The year before that, 513 yards, two touchdowns, 342 and three. The year before that, 376 and zero. Like, he's not doing that rushing. Um, and then passing-wise, it's been kind of – uh, consistent 30 touchdowns and then high 3,000s, low 4,000s yards. I don't see that changing much. But like Mayburn said earlier, the Cortland Sutton, uh, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler, all those guys that everyone's been waiting for their, their year, it's now or never. Like you, you finally, <laughs> if it doesn't happen this year, then whoever it does happen for, those that's the guy and the other one's going to be retired right yeah <laughs> i mean yeah xfl see you later let me let me ask you yeah. this steven who who do you like more matt stafford KJ Hamlin. oh <laughs> matt stafford russell wilson i like matt stafford i don't like russell wilson as a person so it's no i just i just mean one year you're you're in a redraft league who's who scores more points matt stafford or russell wilson stafford. matt stafford Matt Stafford, uh, Joe Burrow versus Russell Wilson. Burrow. Oof. Burrow barely. Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson. That oh. Uh, after the off season moves, I'll go Russ. All right, Jameis Winston versus. <laughs> <laughs> Russell, I'm gonna I'm I'm wait till after the draft. Maybe the same. Y'all, y'all, y'all are full of it. <laughs> James Winston, the God. I, I think it's about even. I think it's about even. <laughs> there we go. Just... That's what I'm looking for. That's all I wanted. You know, if James can make it work with Marquez Calloway, then sure. Trey Quan Smith, but uh... and Michael Thomas. Yeah, but if he, if he decides is he Michael to play Thomas football, playing football, can we – I mean, are we going to go down this hole again? Yeah. I don't know. I got well, a couple can we count on that? For him. 
two, Jameis does not throw slants. He, he throws fades and goes like – He like, can throw it all. Have you not seen him throw that, at trees and, and getting hit with brooms? He can do it all. <laughs> He's transforming down there in New Orleans. He just he just needs to change the scenery. He got the LASIK. He's on that plan. <laughs> Trust me. It's going to be good. You're going to love it. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's our next quarterback, James Winston. Uh, oh. I don't think there's – I don't there's nothing to talk about for the Saints. I mean, like, we don't even know. Is, is Alvin Kamara going to play football? Is Michael Thomas going to play football? Jason Hill is officially a tight end. Um, so, I've had my ear Andy to the Dalton. streets. I've had my ear to the streets. Alvin Kamara stuff in about three weeks, it's going to magically disappear. There's some money on the way. There's a check in the mail. You know, they got it They got it fixed. They got the checking and the savings. They got it fixed. Alvin Kamara's going to be okay. He's going to do a three-game suspension. Early in the season, nobody's going to care. It's going to lower his ADP a little bit. You're going to be able to get him at the end of the first now. It's going to be wonderful. That is that is interesting. If Alvin Kamara hypothetically misses three games, I think you got to wait to the second round. to t- I don't think you can draft someone that's suspended in the first round. And I just don't think you can afford three games without that immediate direction. I think, I think I mean, Alvin actually, Kamara is lower on a lot of people's like I, – I, I don't really know what the top 12 would look like, but just kind of thinking in my head, like I think Alvin Kamara might be pretty low already. on people's list. And then yeah. if he gets any suspension, that kind of drops him even farther. I mean, end of first round, though, I'm kind of with you, man. I think that's kind of where he'll probably end up falling. Yeah, I think you're pretty so you would take you would take him in the first round if he's missing games? I mean, if you, like you pick 12. Let's say you pick 12 and you get uh, – I still – I wouldn't take him at the turn. I'd take two guys that I can trust to play. Because, dude, those first couple weeks, like – if you start out three and zero, the fantasy world's fucking different for you than guys that are one and two and zero and three. It is a different fucking world. I can't, I can't do zero and three. Because like, as a Saquon Barkley like guy, like I can't do zero and three, one and two, like with the promise that he's coming back. Like that's not a thing. I mean, I I understand that. That that that's probably. I may be riding some highs, but I'm just like, fuck it, let's do it, you know, like yeah, the world of vibes from three and zero to one and two, like, I mean, we should just do a poll of just men in fantasy leagues and pull all the guys that are one and two and ask them about non-fantasy stuff. How is your week going? How how are your mornings? How are your bowel movements? How's your relationship with your wife? And and ask those same questions, guys are three and oh. It's it's gonna look like the guys that are three and oh are in happy marriages and the guys in one and two are close to divorce. Like you wanna kill yourself. It sucks. Yeah, it's bad. And I mean you question everything. You you wonder if yeah. you're an intelligent person. <laughs> and it feels like all the strings you're pulling are wrong. And there's nothing you can do. <laughs> Why did I draft three Seahawks in the first four rounds? <laughs> How can Allen Robinson not get 37 yards week one? Oh, yeah. Matt Nagy fucking hates you. That's why. Oh, man. Allen Robinson does to the Rams. Uh, let's talk about that. Does that affect uh, Cooper Cup? Uh, does it affect Allen Robinson? And does it – it obviously, I think, boosts Matt Stafford, right? Um, but it, I, obviously, Cup's not going to do what he did. It just yeah. statistically I, I, doesn't. I agree. 
Yeah, it's not going to happen again. But I think you're hoping that you get 70% of that. I mean, Cup had a what? Yeah, 1,500 yards yards and and still double-digit touchdowns, yeah. I think think there's going to be enough offense there to go around that you can have 3,000-yard receivers, but it'll probably be 1,500 Cup, 1,200 OBJ, and Allen Robinson getting the 700. Yeah, Allen Robinson getting real close to that 1,000. Did they sign OBJ officially? Did I miss that? No, not yet. No. I don't think so. I, I mean, I think, thought, Alan I, I think Alan Robinson's like, I mean, Cup's the guy, but I think Alan Robinson's the second guy because OBJ is coming off the injury. He's not really signed yet. So let's just pretend like he's not on the team. I mean, I, I think he's, if you're drafting today, you're drafting with a top 20, top 18 receiver. I mean, Cup's probably going number one and he's going somewhere in that range. It helps Stafford greatly. I mean, and he got a three-year, forty-seven million or forty-six million dollar contract. It's not like it's some, oh, you know, juju know three million. Much. Yeah, I mean, they brought him in the. That's real play, money. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, I I think it's awesome for him. He now that he lose a step is the big question. You know, he's kind of that guy that if his athleticism stuff falls off, like you could see it just totally falling off. But I don't know. I mean. As far as I know right now, I'm 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 about it. I'm I see him as a fourth, fifth rounder pretty easily. I think about that offense before Robert Woods' injury, and I think Allen Robinson can do more than what Robert Woods is capable of doing, just from a, an all around all around wide receiver skill. So I think if you take what that offense was built to be, and you're replacing Robert Woods with Allen Robinson. To me, is an upgrade. Uh, so you like it. And that's with or with not without bringing back OBJ, which I honestly don't think that they bring back OBJ. I think it just doesn't work out for whatever reason. I think OBJ finds money. I think I don't. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe the Bills will pay him seven years stupid money for a guy that's close to retirement. Why did they pay Von Miller that much money? Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! I thought Von Miller was like. I thought he was like is getting close to retirement. He just signed a five-year fucking deal. I'm like, what? Look, man, it's, yeah. it's hard. It's hard not to love Aggies, especially poultry <laughs> science majors from Texas A&M. It's, man loves I mean, chicken. Man loves good, the Aggies. Good. God bless him. Oh man, maybe your door just opened behind you, scared the shit out of me. I was yeah, about to scream for you. It's all Mumu. She she got to come in here and see what's going on. <laughs> she got to give her fantasy input. Yeah, oh she, man, she'd rather really uh, live with Howard. She wants I'm looking at some of the other free agent moves, like really running back wise. Uh, James Conner staying and the deal they gave him, I think, speaks a lot about James Conner, what he can do. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, gonna, I, I'm just going to say them if y'all want to talk about any, just say something. I mean, how do you have a point? Yeah, let me. Conner, like, is he going to get drafted top 12 again? Or B? Like, uh, how do you not? How do you not? I think you, I think he's early third, end of second, maybe range for me, depending on what my first round pick is. But if you're early first, you're most likely going running back, unless you're following my new enlightened strategy. Um, like we discussed earlier, that Cooper Cup's my 101. Um, then I'll take Cooper Cup 101 and then take James Conner in the 212 and then follow back with, uh, I don't know. I haven't thought that far ahead. James Conner had a lot of touchdowns last year. And 
in the years before that, Kyler Murray always vultured those, at least a good portion of them, it felt like. What are you talking about? Drake did awesome. Kenny Drake had like, I don't know how many goal line touchdowns when he was there before. Yeah, but yeah. I didn't have Kenyon Drake. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, James, James Conner ended up, he had double digit touchdowns this year, didn't he? I thought he had like oh, yeah. 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Led, it was a bunch. He led the NFL, didn't he? Yeah. And do you, do you think there's any touchdown regression there? Do you, do you think that offense keeps rolling like it did? Um, so they got 22 rushing touchdowns in 2020 as a team, and they got 23 in 2021. I think it's safe to say it's just part of their offense, and nothing in that offense is really changing. So I think 10 touchdowns is probably – I'll sign on to that for James Conner at minimum. He had 15 I mean, rushing touchdowns in three yeah, receiving. Let's say, I mean, they lost Edmonds. So, I mean, and we've seen Connor be able to, you know, catch the ball. It's not like he can't do it. I, I mean, yeah. unless they go out there and draft, like, one of these kind of scat backs. Like, I don't know, what's the Cooks kid from Georgia? I would love that. That'd be awesome. But, uh, no, I mean, I, I think he's – him and Fournette, I think has kind of settled in as back in RB ones, even as ugly as it is. So back in RB ones that are going to get drafted as RB twos. Yeah. Yeah. Kyler had five rushing touchdowns in 2021 and in 2020 he had 11. So if you take away, let's say, let's split the middle. Let's say he goes to eight instead of 11. You take away three from James Conner. That's, that's still pretty good production from him. James James Conner, like if if somehow you could get him at the end of the third, so you're end of the first round drafting, and you take two receivers to start, and your first running back's James Conner, and you have two top five, top ten-ish receivers. I like that build. Like just yeah, thinking about it. I, I think Conner goes very little, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just maybe. Yeah, just that's just me not knowing what it what it maps out to yeah. right now. Not, I mean, yeah, I have no idea either. Where do you think Javante Williams goes? Top three. I was about I'm to not ready for goes, that question. I'm not I mean, he I'm goes top you think three. he goes top three rounds? I mean, yeah. Top three picks. Yeah, I think Javante Williams is that high. What? If, if, Melvin Gordon, if Melvin Gordon's not there, he's – but he's still there right now, right? No. No, he he my first, Did I miss? Oh, I thought he had a year. No, you're right. He's free agent. Um, oh, fuck, yeah. If, if it's just Javante, he's easily a uh, top six pick. So, I mean, we're, we're, just talking, about, we're talking about RB1s, and, and so you pencil in Javante and Jonathan Taylor. We, we've already said we've got problems with Alvin Kamara. We're calling James Conner a low in RB1. Who fills out the rest it's, of these slots? DMC, Dalvin Cook, Javonta, Jonathan. Uh, I think Aaron Jones stays where he's been forever. Probably even he should go probably a little lower. What about Zeke and Nick Chubb? How comfortable do you yeah, feel I'm, taking them in the top ten? I'm comfortable like with Nick Chubb. Chubb. Yeah, I'm real yeah. comfortable with Chubb. Uh, Zeke, Zeke Zeke's borderline, but I'm hoping somebody else drafts him. He's n- I'm never going <laughs> to draft him. I mean, I, I, I'm yeah. serious, like. Whatever his ADP is, put it down 10 spots in my rankings because I'm going to just make sure I don't have them anymore. Yeah. 
Uh, so what I'm reading right now is that Melvin Gordon's a strong candidate to re-sign. Say that he yeah. re-signs. Where, where does that move Javon to? And if you're the Broncos, like, that makes sense to re-sign him. You just traded for Russell Wilson. Like, get every weapon you can and just have depth at it. And Melvin proved that he can do it, and you proved you can do it together, and it probably kept both guys pretty healthy together. Yeah, they gave him a 50-50 yeah. split, and they were both productive. And Melvin Gordon was good. Like, don't, I mean, yeah, Melvin Gordon was really good. So, I mean, I think I even, know, even I, if Gordon signed, you have to take Javon to the top two rounds easily. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's probably – let's kind of list some guys like you were trying to do. Taylor, Henry, Chris McCaffrey, Cook. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, We're gonna Harris, put Najee Barkley. Harris up there. Does Barkley yeah. get get a non fake one? Got to give that to me a little bit. How? But Barkley can be at the end. Mixon, Morris. We we got eight guys here, and I mean I'm gonna take Javante over Barkley, but flip flop them. Chubb, I like Chubb more. So, I mean that's. You would take you would take Javante over Barkley even with Gordon signing, or is that just with him having the backfield? Uh, probably not with. I don't know. No, I'd try. I take Barkley. I take Barkley yep. if Gordon resigns. What about yeah, Javante over James Conner? If oh. Gordon resigns. Yeah, if Gordon resigns, Javante it, over. It's hard. Conner. It's hard right now because I'm so focused. Like I'm so thinking dynasty. So like. In my yeah. mind, like, oh, yeah, easy Javante. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then, like, thinking just week to week, I'm like, I don't know. It, I, I think it's closer than – I think, I, I think it would be Connor, to be honest. The thing that, the thing is, though, is that Melvin Gordon always misses some games. So, like, when that inevitably happens, that Javante has Jonathan Taylor rocket explosion capabilities. So, to, to, to really – you're having to weigh that. You know, with every pick you make, it's like, I get it. He's, he, but he's still going to get 50% of the carries as is, and he's going to do very well with those carries as is. So, like, I think you got to take that upside. I'm with you all that Javante's a lock for at least top 15, top 16 picks, no matter what, signing or not. Yeah. yeah. We've sat here and listed off a lot of guys, so – Pivoting back to Alvin Kamara, I mean, how hard would it be to take Kamara at the back end of these guys and then take Mark Ingram in the ninth or the tenth, and you've got your guy to do it for three weeks? You're not going yeah, I mean, to take Alvin Kamara right now. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I'd take probably Kamara over – he'd be right in the middle of all these guys. That's what I'm saying. Like, I like Kamara more than Javante, especially if, yeah. if, he's, if he's putting carries – with Melvin Gordon, yeah. I like Kamara a lot more. Yeah, um, I do. Nick Chubb scares me a little bit. I'm I'm hoping that that offense as a whole just looks better. But their reluctance to just ride Chubb when they should. I mean, you've got a guy that was averaging eight yards a carry, and you just refuse to give him the ball. I've never wanted Kareem Hunt to go away more. Like, I love Kareem Hunt coming into the league, Chiefs. But, like, I hate him with the Browns because it's like, well, y'all just give the ball to fucking Chubb. Yeah. You just give it to him. They, they're, if like there I mean, they, they, three they, or four games last year where they wanted to try to let Baker be the guy, like just try to let Baker prove himself. Instead of – even if you gave it to Hunt, I'd be fine with that. You, you could chunt them to death. They were averaging like eight yards a carry, and they would go out there on first and second down and have Baker throw 
a two yard incompletion and then a negative two yard like wide receiver screen. Or it'd be third and eight, and Baker throws it to Ninjoku on a six-yard pass, and it's like, what the fuck was that? What are we like? I'd rather you run it with Chubb on third and eight than do whatever the fuck that was. I mean, I I I think we're also. I mean, the Ernest Johnson. As much as you guys want to talk bad about the AAF RIP, I mean, he signed a pretty, I mean, a pretty penny for the third back in that room, and he looked good when he played. So I mean, yeah, he did. He looked impressive. Even if even if Hunt is gone for what, I mean, which doesn't look like it's going to happen at all because, but even if he was gone, I mean, it, I, I don't think they're going to give Chubb a hundred percent of anything. I, I don't, think I don't he's, have to get a hundred percent. He can be productive with, with far less than that. I just, you shouldn't ever have a week where he doesn't touch the ball 15 times. I agree. Like if it's not, it's because it was such a slow game. There was like a weather game yeah. that he got like 14 or 13. But other I mean, than that, you need to be getting him the ball. If you're looking at pure runners, him and Jonathan Taylor are probably the two best, I would think. I mean, yeah, Javante Williams, yeah. He's had, like, the most 20-yard-plus runs in the last three years. He's just – he's a stud. He knocks people over, and he he bursts away. Like, he's got got what you want, that Dalvin Cook type of, like – Man, Dalvin Cook, when he came back from that injury for that week where people didn't know whether or not to play him, that dude looked like another animal running the ball. yeah. I'm, I'm pretty excited. Like this whole conversation, though, like pretty excited about the top end running backs. I feel like there's a good amount of them. And in redraft, I think it should push to- wide receivers up. I think like the Cooper Cup has to be a top five pick because I think those guys are more. I think there's more unknown at the receiver now, especially with Tyreek Hill moving, Devontae Adams moving. That like somebody like Cup, Chase, in their secured positions are going to be there. I think I want to see wide receivers shift up the draft board. Because you know yeah. that you can get a guy like James Conner that's probably going to be a top 10 running back. And you in the back of the second it. round yeah. or in the early third. There's yeah. also a part I, of me that just says you can grab two of these guys that are going to get you well, 15, I mean, 18 guys, touches in a tug every yeah. week. I've been preaching the whole get the receiver and then fill the running back for over half a decade. I mean, I think that's, that's how it is. You can find – the weekly production from the running back. So if you hit on one but, of these guys, you're set. That's the thing for like running backs is the difference between a running back injury and the guaranteed touches for that backup running back stepping up versus a wide receiver one getting hurt and the guaranteed touches for that next receiver is it's non-existent yeah. for that receiver. But for that running back, you know, Chris Carson goes down, it's going to Penny. If Chuck goes down, it's going to Johnson. If Cooper goes down for the Browns, who's getting the, the, the catches? No fucking idea. You know, if, if DK goes down, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, let's, let's just play it like, you know, let's say, you know, let's throw one of Chase, you know, James Conner. Let's say they go, you know, draft a Brees Hall in the second round or whatever. Like that totally tanks his, his thing. But if you have this receiver, if somebody goes and draft, say you have, I don't know, Give me one of the top receivers, Jefferson, and the Vikings go and draft a first round receiver. It, that really doesn't like fluctuate. The value that. Yeah, you know, like, and that's the same thing like during the season. You know, if you know a running back gets hurt, the replacement guy, or they sign Fournette off the street, and all of a sudden he's just as good as Ronald Jones or better. I mean, 
that doesn't really happen at the receiver position. It does happen at the running back position yeah. every year. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely I'm I'm all for it, the Church of Howard. Um, <laughs> you're doing something right, so <laughs> yeah, I'll start listening to our episodes more and talk less. Uh, <laughs> I do want to talk about the two wide receiver moves: Tyreek Hill, Devonta Adams. They hit home, especially for you, Howard, as you own or not own. You manage both of them in our our main dynasty league. Um, do the moves are they? They have to feel like downgrades to you from Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. Not, I mean, they're not completely worthless now, but like, I guess Tyreek Hill for redraft, where does he go? Is he still into first? It's got to be in the second round. He's second round. I mean, he's probably a top. Just, he, he was borderline. Would you take Tyreek Hill over just, would you take Tyreek Hill over Justin Jefferson? No. I would think you take him over to Jamar Chase? No, I wouldn't mind doing. I wouldn't mind doing Tyreek Hill or Jamar Chase. I, I, I think I, the Bengals do have a lot of mouth to feed, and I really like T. Higgins. I think he's really good. Yeah, and These Jamar are, Chase. Yeah, I, I just I like don't know if he's going to replicate those big plays again as I, frequently I think, as he did this year. I mean, it, it, I, 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 just my thought on it. They're going to find. They're paying these guys so much money. They're going to find ways to get them the ball. So I'm. I'm not as worried as. I mean, they're both – I envision both of them being top eight receivers in fantasy right now. And so, I mean, Adams, I think, could – before he was traded and Roger was coming back, I could have talked myself into picking him over Cup. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there could have been a story I told that picked him over Cup. Now, oh, I'm yeah, probably not for taking sure. – I'm, I'm probably not taking him. He's probably – I probably take in whatever order uh, Cup. Jefferson, Chase, and maybe Adams, like somewhere in there with Diggs mixed in there too. So, and I mean, Diggs wasn't, was kind of, for what he did last year, he's kind of disappointing coming in, you know, what you were hoping for. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think kind of, kind of in that range and he'll kind of right there with him. What about top CD Lamb, Howard? What about who? What about CD Lamb? How do you view Tyreek compared to him? I'd still take Tyreek. I think, well, I think, I think for man, that's Shit, a, that is I don't know. Question. I think you, I'd probably take CD Lamb, but I don't know. I think he'll. I, I I think he'll just so unique in what he can do. Like you forget, like he had Alex Smith for like two years and was yeah. still a top five receiver. So it's if two is anything close to Alex Smith, I mean. He'll I think mean, that's true. He had two years with Alex Smith. I think so. I mean, he's it, what, he didn't come in with Patty. Like, I mean, where do you sit on that, Mayron? CD Lamb or Hill? I I think I go Hill. I think I trust the top end talent there, and I think I, think, I really think the Cowboys are going to spread the ball around some more. And they do that too a, much. There's a part of there's a part of me that I just don't trust Ceedee Lamb to be a true, you know, fourteen hundred yard receiver yeah. and, and and you know twelve thirteen touchdowns. A Hopkins type receiver. Yeah, I mean, that's I what think, he'd have to be. Like you said, I think they can use Tyree Kill. Like you saw the way the Chiefs used them. They used them on bubble screens. They used them on just like quick outs. It, it didn't matter. They found a way to get him the ball, and I 
I think the Dolphins will find a way to help Tua along by giving him those quick outs to Tyree Kill, and he's just going to eat up yards for you because he's that fast. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, I, I could see that. I am a little. I, I'll say, like personally, I'm a little worried about Tyree Kill. Like Devontae Adams' move, I think actually doesn't worry me much at all, or uh, it worries me a little bit. But like compared to how much Tyreek's move worries me, it's it's a big difference between those two. Like I actually I mean, do wonder what. And I know I don't know why this I think this, but I think the Adams trade almost helps his longer term dynasty aspect because I, I, yeah. I the Rogers thing is so just. I mean I know he signed this massive contract and everything. He but could retire after the season. The dude could retire. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. at least with Carr, he's thirty, thirty-one. You know, for the next you know two to three seasons that you have a quarterback. You know what I mean? So that played yeah. with him. In college, about, like I'm excited for the two. And that's about all you have for top end Devontae Adams left, anyways, in the next two to three years. Yeah, I mean, because he's, I mean, he's thirty. Could you see? He? Could you see a Larry Fitzgerald type thing with him? Yeah, I could totally see him. Just, I think the way he plays translates to a longer career. He doesn't just necessarily rely on speed, you know, yeah. which is typically the first thing to go. Uh, I, I don't hate Devontae Adams going to the Raiders. I, I think that offense makes a lot of sense. I really like Hunter Renfro. And if Darren Waller can ever decide yeah, he wants you didn't to play like him enough. Again, you didn't like him enough when I tried to give you to trade him for a second round pick. Didn't like him that much. <laughs> but I mean if if the Raiders get Darren Waller back, I mean, that's a pretty potent offense. I mean, yeah. granted they're they're in a division full of studs, but all right, I'm gonna give you all. I want to give you all four receivers that are on new teams or stayed on teams, and I want you all to rank them to me where you think they finish the next year. Both of y'all. All right. Robert four, Woods two. on the Titans. Juju Smith on the Chiefs. Christian Kirk on the Jaguars. Michael Gallup staying with the Cowboys. So we're ranking these like where we draft them in fantasy, right? Yeah. Who? Who? Well, not. I mean, not even where you draft them. Who? Who do you think yeah, has the order. best year? Who finishes yeah. more points? Is this PPR or standard? Yeah. <laughs> we go half. Split it down the half PPR. Maybe you go first. I gotta think about this. I'm gonna go Gallup one. Ooh. Wow. And okay. I'm assuming that he's gonna play the whole year. Yeah, let's just say uh, you can assume I mean, seventeen games for everybody. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to assume Gallup plays the whole year, because um, he. When, what's his injury timeline right now? They're saying. Gallup? I mean, there's. I saw a report that they said he might miss a week or two into okay. the season. So. All right. I don't, oh wow. Yeah, I mean. Okay, but if, that, if he that plays the full seventeen, I like Gallup. I mean, you could view this rather than 17 as you could view it as who averages the most points per game play. Yeah. You, you said Robert like Woods. You said Robert Woods. Robert Christian Woods, Kirk. Christian Kirk, Michael Gallup, and uh, Juju on the Chiefs. I don't, I don't really love any of these other three options. I really think the Chiefs are going to get a wide receiver in the draft. But I'll go, I'll go Juju at two. I'll go Christian Kirk three and Robert Woods four. All right, I'm gonna ask you guys a question. Okay, who's making who signed the bigger contract with the Chiefs, MVS or Juju? 
MVS signed the bigger contract. It was like three for 30. Yeah. Three for 30. Juju was one for three for three million. It, yeah. it didn't make any sense to me. I don't know why they gave MVS that much money. MVS is the most frustrating, like, fantasy football player ever, which I know that doesn't apply to the NFL, but, like, it doesn't make any sense. Why they I mean, it's, it, it's going to be – I mean, he's almost impossible to draft even if you want to. I mean, it's not like he's going from, you know, Kirk Cousins to Patrick Mahomes. He went from Rodgers to Patrick Mahomes, and he still was, like, impossible to start in fantasy. All right, and, that's and just he was on a team that was wide receiver desperate. Oh yeah, like they needed, like, they needed, they right needed wide receivers. And he still didn't. Right. Didn't, he have, didn't he have a game with a hundred and two? And it's like, what? Why can't you just do that? Oh yeah, semi consistent. Yeah, he'd have huge games. He'd have huge games. It's just you never knew when it was. All right, See, that's why I think Juju's go, actually like closer to the bottom for me. Oh, go ahead, Alex. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Christian Kirk. Oh. Juju Gallup, and then Wood. So what is at the bottom for both of y'all? Is that just of how this offense works with Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, and there's nothing there for Woods? I, I mean, basically, I think I think it, they brought in Woods as another blocker, basically. I mean, everybody says he's one of the best <laughs> blocking receivers ever. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think he's just the perfect fit for him. I just – I don't see much value in him fantasy-wise, though. I think there's. I think he could actually have a thousand yard season with the Titans, just off cuff. I don't know why. I just. I, I think yeah. he could still do it. And if Trevor Lawrence figures out how to play football, I'm sure Christian Kirk would be good too. See, I don't know about this. This. Uh, I, I get DJ Chark's gone to the Lions to to be the wide. They need a wide receiver bad. They have no wide receivers worth anything in in Detroit. Um, so they need a wide receiver real bad. Um, definitely not that rookie they had last year. He's not worth much. Um, uh. But I don't know. I think the Christian Kirk move for me, like I, I have Christian Kirk back. I loved it more if like these other stupid signings didn't happen, like giving Zay Jones way too much money, giving Evan Ingram money. That it's like, so y'all just y'all just knew that no one wants to come to Jacksonville, so you just had to throw money to try to get some players to come here. Like you're trying to build a, oh, you know, we're willing to pay guys. I don't know what they're trying to do. Yeah, I mean. The reason I had Christian Kirk is because they invested money in him, which might not be the best reason to do it. I think he's a good NFL receiver. I don't think he's a top 20 wide receiver in the NFL, but I do think he's good. And, I mean, they were looking for this guy. This is the guy they were trying – Agnew was a borderline starter yeah. at some point. You know, like Christian Kirk's better than that, and he does the exact same thing he does. So, if they have any type of, you know – you know, if that's what Lawrence if he wants to find this slot speedy guy, that's your slot speedy guy that you can get, you know, besides maybe Lockett right now. He's probably one of the best ones at that. So uh yeah, I, I, I I'm not in love with it. I'm I'm not gonna go out of my way to draft it, but yeah. And then Gallup, he's kind of just that I don't know. He's kind of another boom bust guy. All these guys are kind of boom bust, really. You know, like which you're just hoping. Which for I think makes them interesting, right? They're all in yeah. these situations, and they're probably like this seventh, eighth, ninth round kind of fantasy players. But like yeah. you could, you could make the argument that they all outplay that draft value, right? Yeah, I mean, Gallup could be a top. You know, we've seen it. He's been a top, almost borderline top. Eight. Yeah, yeah, he's a thousand yards. When we've yeah, seen that, I mean, that offense can support 
two top end wide receivers. Yeah. Okay. You, you can you can do that with that offense. These other offenses really haven't proved it. I guess the you Chiefs got haven't the proved Chiefs. it. <laughs> well, the Chiefs have done it with Kelsey Chiefs, right. and Tyreek, but now yeah. you've got Kelsey and MVS. Do you think Juju's that guy? <laughs> I don't know. I don't he's know. Gonna, he's pretty much Byron Pringle. Juju, for, for what I think his talent is, I think he's the best receiver on that team. Uh, so, to me, that, yeah. that means that he at least gets eight touchdowns. I don't know. That's just that's – just, I haven't mapped out the – but Patrick Mahomes is a 40-touchdown guy. Tyree Kill just took 15 touchdowns with him. Yeah, we'll get the touchdown. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm hoping this means Clyde gets a few more tuggies. Ronald Jones. <laughs> not, not Ronald, Ronald Jones. Jones, yeah. I'm still – I don't know what it is. Clyde is the guy until they shoot yeah. him and put him down. I'm going to be – I actually heard someone else guy. say the same thing, that they thought that Ronald Jones signing convinced them to to like Clyde more. <laughs> Golly, I, I don't know. It's just, I mean, it's just those weird things. I was on the hype train when they drafted Clyde. I was convinced that he was going to be just a consistent, like, top three running back. And we're, they, we're, they could have had a top three running back consistently. His name was Jonathan Taylor, and they passed on him for Clyde Edwards. Or well, they could have had T. Higgins, the next pick. Oh, you know, that, that would have been really fun. That would have been awesome. But here we are with a running back who doesn't like to run, and you can't do anything with him. <laughs> All right, last question for y'all. Who's going to be yeah. the best fantasy tight end new signing? CJ Uzama on the Jets or Ricky Seals Jones on the Giants? Oh, God. These are these are important <laughs> questions, guys. Uh, Mayburn Greening with the Houston Texans. <laughs> this is. That's, that's uh, true, Steven. I'm going I'm to take Ingram. Evan Ingram. Oh, on the, on on the, the Jags. Jags. You just think the Jags are going to fucking blow up? Trevor Lawrence gets his court, gets his get a coach in there, you know. I mean, he's yeah. got a score. Yeah, maybe where did you score. have Christian Kirk? You had Christian Kirk second. I had him third. Oh, okay, because because if you had him second, that would mean that you had some sign that you thought that Trevor Lawrence no, might I get. Had him get behind Juju. <laughs> I had him behind Juju. I just I don't. I don't know. Maybe that offense is completely different. Last year, it was awful. It was terrible to watch. And and it wasn't so much the offensive play calls. It's just you watch Trevor throw four picks in a game, and he's just – he didn't have it. Hey, he beat I mean, the team was, that you're saying is a really good football team. He beat the Colts. Kept him out of playoffs. I've been wrong before, and I'll, I'll be wrong again. I don't like Trevor Lawrence. Ever since he came to College Station and almost lost to that team, I don't like him. And then, and then that team went to his place the next year and kept it within double digits. I mean, it's just – I don't like the guy. He didn't play in the SEC. He didn't really play against any competition. And then you get to walk into Jacksonville and this have is, over is, your head coach. And, this is unbelievable right here. I don't like him. He didn't face enough adversity in college. All right. Well, well, what other talking point my, can I hit? One more, one more question for both of you. I know we right. kind of started looking looking at the rookies, just very 
vague. Tell me Drake, one guy Drake London. that you're just in love with. Drake London. All right, wide receiver from USC. You're that's that's your guy. Uh, I don't care where he goes. Okay. I think I think he'll be good wherever he goes. It'll be good. Like yeah. I think he'll be solid. I like Traylon like Burks. You like who, maybe? I like Traylon Burks. The Burks, Cowboys are going to yeah. draft him, right? Like the, it, Jerry's going to do whatever he can to get his guy. I don't See, think so. I'm, I'm going to go with another receiver. I'm going Jamison Williams. I just I, yeah. I want to put. I him like Jamison. I want to put him number one. Like, I I don't care. You don't have a ACL. Who cares? I, I think he's <laughs> the best receiver of the group. I just do. I don't know why. Yeah. I'm excited. I guess it doesn't matter. But, like, I, I I hope that injury, you know, pushes him a little bit in some rookie drafts. Like, just pushes him down just enough just so I can sneak him in some spots. I, uh, I have a question okay. for both of y'all since neither one of y'all have. No, Howard has a first-round pick. But in Dynasty, is there anybody in this draft you'd be willing to move up to get in the top seven picks? Uh, what, rephrase the question. So is there any rookie that I'm willing to move up to go grab? Yeah, that you're willing to spend the draft capital and move the players around to go up and get them. Great point. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd do it. Uh, Willis. Willis, I've actually can I've actually considered Williams. talking to you, maybe about one hundred two, just so I can make sure I get Drake London. That's kind of where I'm at mentally. I mean, I'm. I feel like I've been pretty apparent that I'm more than willing to sell that pick. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I can't give up three hundred three to get it. I just can't give you three. <laughs> I'm not moving the three hundred three, man. Not for the one hundred two. I need well, something more. Well, I mean, we've <laughs> we've cut off all trade ties with with your organization. So, <laughs> even if you wanted it, even if you made the offer of the year, all right, your your messages right, aren't going to be allowed in. Let's wrap up this podcast, fellas. That was good to talk to y'all. Finally, get another pod in. This one ran long. I hope it was enjoyable for everybody listening. My last question for both of you: Max Verstappen or uh, mm. Daniel Ricardo? Mm. McLaren for life. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I don't care who wins as long as it's not Max. I am the most anti-Max. I hate Max. Oh, here we I go. Here don't we go. want Max Five to win tired. another race. I mean, he, he's awful. Even when he's winning, he complains. Even when he's winning, he's just complaining the whole time. That's what makes him a winner, Hal. He's never he's satisfied. Like, Ferrari went over the line a little bit, a little bit. He's over there. Oh, they went over the line. I'm like, golly, dude. Just, I, I can't stand Red Bull. I'll never drink another Red Bull the rest of my life. I really won't. I've had chances. I walk in, I walk into a convenience store. I don't even look at the Red Bulls. I'm over. I'm never drinking another one. They lost my business because of Max Verstappen. You hate Sergio Perez too. You know, I kind of like Sergio Perez, but not anymore. Uh, I'm done. <laughs> Anybody that anything affiliated with Red Bull is gone, you know. How your team Mercedes? Is that where you're at, George? Yeah, I mean we're str- we're struggling yeah. right now. We're struggling right now, but you know, we got the best the best combo in sports right now. I mean, Toto is like Bill Belichick on steroids. 
Let's just be honest. I love that anybody listening to this probably has no freaking clue what is going on. If you haven't watched F1 Drive to Survive on Netflix, go do it. Get wrapped up in Formula One. It's kind of fun. I'm not going to lie. It's fun. It's fun to be into a sport that you have no idea what you're looking at. Yep. That's what makes it the most fun. <laughs> you have no idea. And you know, and you can just dramatize whatever is happening because you have no idea what's happening. That's, you know, that's like, what it is. It's, it's like a drama. Like he, he's in the car and he's like, I have no power in the rear. And I'm like, I don't know what that means, but he's fucked. Like he's a cop, yeah. dude. <laughs> like you, you have no idea. You have no idea what any of it means. You know, they go to hard, soft, medium tires. You don't know, but if, if I see Mercedes do it, I'm like, Mercedes made a great decision there. They did a great decision. The rest of you, the rest of you on soft tires and they on hard tires, you guys are idiots. Like, you know, I don't know. I have no idea. It's a, uh, it, yeah, it's fun. This is like a drama. Yeah. Teammates wrecking teammates, but that's it. We'll sign out. Thanks for listening. As always, follow us. Give us a shout. we got some good stuff in the works. More pods coming. Um, rookie rankings. We'll start diving into some seriousness as my religious holidays winding down. Uh, down to oh, the final real quick. Four who's, who's winning? Uh, Duke. They're giving Coach K a walk-off. It's rigged. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Mabern, who you got? Uh, A&M is going to beat Xavier in the NIT. Vapor's uh, <laughs> only been watching one bracket. It's the one that ends up in Square Garden. We're playing at the Mecca. I don't know where the hell the NCAA tournament's at. Probably for that city like San Antonio or New Orleans. Or Mercedes. City needs a bath. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. So let's, uh, peace out. <laughs>